Welcome to the Yellow Jacket Experience. I'm your host, Seth Dusalt, the voice of the Yellow Jackets. I'm really excited to be joined by one of our talented women's soccer players, Tristan Berger, coming in here today. Tristan, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Um, obviously, you, you played basketball, you played soccer growing up. Um, who were some of the athletes you idolized when you were younger, or maybe even some of the people that uh, you look up to now? Um, for a majority of the time in my life, every girl is like obsessed with Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi. Just growing up, you always look up to them. And I think as I started watching more women's soccer, I started looking up to um, Christine Press, Sydney LaRue, or yeah, and then um, Alex Morgan, just because of the way they run off the ball. Basketball, I never really watched personally. I just kind of grew up playing it, but that was mostly it. Now, having played both sports, um, what things did you gain from basketball uh, that, that have made you maybe made you a better soccer player? How can you kind of apply one to the other? Basketball really kept me in shape. I played soccer all year round. Basketball is kind of just like a winter activity for me, honestly. I definitely took the vision from basketball being such a compact sport and being constantly sprinting. I think taking that vision of being in a small um, court and bringing it into the field really helps when you're able to space it out. So I think that was one of the major things that helped besides conditioning. And you you uh, grew up in Granby, uh, right near to, to Springfield. You were a very good soccer player, obviously, all state. Um, what was that experience like for you uh, playing in playing at the high school level? It's very competitive in Massachusetts, obviously. Yeah, so as I was on varsity my eighth grade year through senior year, and we really didn't, we were D3. We didn't play a D3 schedule, though. We grew up playing Ludlow, Belchertown, Holyoke, Amherst, and most of the schools around us are D1. So we played mostly a D1 schedule as a D3, and then my senior year we turned into a D4 team. Um, it was honestly great. We were all Western Mass champions all four years I was in high school, and made Western Mass Championship all five. So it was as good as you can get, honestly. Did you play against anybody that, that ended up being a teammate at AIC? You must have, considering how many local players we yes. have. Um, Grace and Tamara, um, we played Minichogs. We played them. Nora Young, who's on the basketball team, was on my team growing up. Um, Emma LeBlanc is on our team now. She's from Belchertown. And then there's a couple girls from Ludlow. And then a younger freshman that are from Minichog that I played against. So let's take a little look at, at coming to AIC. Uh, obviously, relatively close by. But how did you make the decision, you know, okay, this is where I want to go to continue my academic and athletic career? So I've always wanted to go into a medical degree. I didn't, originally I wanted to be a doctor, work with kids. And I was like, oh, I really want to, um, then I started looking in the military and I wanted to work with soldiers. So I really looked into West Point. I talked, I got all the signatures I needed from the governor, the state representatives, everything. Was pretty set on going to West Point at that point. And then everyone brought up PT to me and I was like, huh, that, seems really cool. I've always wanted to work with kids. I can do hands-on with them. So I went to, I met with one of my professors who works at the jail, as, which is 
maybe not what I want to do. I don't really know if I want to work with criminals the rest of my life, <laughs> but I went there and worked with him as a PT and I got to observe it. And from there, I was like, oh my God, I love this. So I talked to Isa and he was like, come here and you can play soccer. And it kind of just got set from there. Now, academics has always been important to you. Uh, Coach Issa actually mentioned to me that you did college level courses in high school. And even though you're only a sophomore on the field, you're actually a senior in the classroom. You're actually in your grad phase of the PT program. Uh, what was the experience like of doing college level courses in high school? And how has it helped you now that you're actually a full-time college student? Um, anyone who comes to me and mentions asking about the program that I was in high school, I say do it. It makes you so ready for college. And especially with what we're going through now with coronavirus, I'm able to do online classes so much easier because as a high school student, I was prepared to do online classes as a college student because intercession, summer classes, they're all online. So it really prepared me to doing this. Now, obviously, physical therapy is a super demanding major. Um, I majored in history when I was here. I couldn't do this kind of science that you do. Um, and so is being an athlete at the Division II level. How do you balance both of these things and be successful at both? Um, Isa is extremely understanding, and he understands that anyone who is in any major, your education comes first. And he understands, oh, if one of us has an exam, he's totally fine. And if we need to study for it, he understands that. So I think having a coach who's so understanding about the sports and academic balance really helps being able to be in such a demanding major and a D2 athlete. Let's get actually take it back onto the soccer pitch now. Um, I want to go back to your first collegiate game. We're up at um, Southern New Hampshire, although it was against, I believe, St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, you scored two goals in your first game. Uh, what was it like to, to go out there your first game and to make that kind of an impact? You had the game-winning goal. You put us up 2 nothing. Like, what, what was that whole experience like that first game? I really don't remember a lot of the game. I think I had so much energy and so much adrenaline going through me during that game that I was so focused on just, we need to get the ball forward. I wanted to win that first game. I didn't want to say I lost my first college game. So I think the energy that the entire team came out with really set a tone. And we all were just connecting so well that it set us up for me to be able to finish a couple of goals. Now, we had a team that played a lot of young players, but we also had a lot of seniors on that team that played key minutes the whole year. Uh, what was that like seeing the team that can balance playing four or five freshmen with four or five seniors? And, and what did you as a first-year collegiate player learn from those older players throughout the season? If you look from goalie to forward, I think we had a very mixed – like it wasn't just – oh, our defenders are all seniors, our midfielders are all juniors. Like, we were very mixed. And I think being able to have such a mixture, we all were very like-minded in the fact that we wanted to get to know each other's um, game skills as best as we could so that once we were on the field together, we knew what was going to happen before they even did it. And I think, like, Jen Hackett was a senior and Emily Gaffel was a sophomore and then Molly uh, was a senior too, and we all played together most of the time. If it was center mids, it was us and then Nicole Gambaroni. And I think us five working together 
and being such a mixed group really helped us because Jen would give us some advice, Molly would give us some advice, and then Emily, whatever she had learned, she would bring advice to me and Nicole, and then we would be able to see like fresh eyes. So it helped a lot. Now I'm going to ask you about another game, and this one's a little more recent because it's our second to last one last year, um, the upset over Adelphi in the postseason. Um, it was a historic weekend for the soccer programs here at AIC because both the men and the women knocked off Adelphi on the road, which is the first time that one school has beaten the same opponent on both men's and women's soccer in the postseason on the road in any 10 history. Um, the women's team, I know, was there to watch the men's game um, and see them pull off the upset and then obviously did it themselves, you know, in, in PKs the following day. What was that whole experience like, just seeing the men succeed and then going out there and doing it yourselves and just being like, oh, my gosh, like this, this school that finished ahead of us in the standings, but we just completely swept them out of the playoffs? Being at the men's game and watching how they were playing, we had so much energy. I don't think one of us sat that entire game. We mm -hmm. were up in the stands yelling, screaming, supporting them. And if they were able to be there for our game, they would have been doing the same thing. And I think taking that energy from the night before and bringing it into our game, we had so much energy that I think really helped us during our game because we went over 110 minutes and had to go into PKs. So I think doing that made us able to win because we saw how the guys were able to go through it. And we were like, we need to be able to do this. We need to make postseason further. We need to be able to extend our seniors season. So you're now heading into your, your second year. Obviously this year has not been what anybody imagined it would be or how you would do it if you, you know, could choose, but we're going to get to have a spring season. We have a schedule, some games, uh, what kind of goals have you set for yourself as a player? What you want to accomplish now in your second year? My second year, honestly, I think since we don't have a championship anymore, I really want to make this team tight. I want everyone on this team to know that they do have a contribution to make and that we all work together to win. And I think everyone on the team wants to be able to win that postseason trophy and make it to the NCAA tournament. I think that's every team's goal ever. And I think going forward, we all just have to learn each other's, um, how they play. So, cause we have such a big freshman class and they're definitely gonna be a huge contribution to the team. We have to learn each other just, and I think since our spring is so weird now, we can use it to our advantage. So once we play in the fall, we're gonna be unstoppable. Now, one game that I've got circled on the calendar uh, for this spring is April 2nd against Franklin Pierce. Matt Johnson, who's been at AIC for a very long time, was this, obviously didn't coach you um, because you got here far after he stopped uh, coaching soccer, but was the athletic director, um, is now the head coach of Franklin Pierce, and that's going to be his, his first game back at AIC. Um, what, what sort of thing, what are you kind of expecting out of that game as far as knowing that, you know, You've got two coaches with Coach Johnson and Coach Issa going head-to-head -head that coached together for a very long time. And has how, uh, how much is Coach Issa hyped up for that? Issa has not talked about it much yet, but I think he's waiting until we get closer to the time to start hyping that game up. I know him, and I know that that game is going to be a very big game to him because they are friends too. So it's different than just like a coach versus coach. It's their friends. So I think going into that game, Issa is going to put a lot of pressure on it. And 
if we do when we win the game I think it's going to put a very good mindset into our minds once we play in the fall as well. Now coach Issa played soccer here at AIC um, but you've got some other members of your coaching staff who have been very good soccer players in their careers. Cassie Ashwell obviously played here as well. Uh, Stephanie Gordon played Division One soccer. She played at UMass. Um, what's it like having coaches who have been there and done that um, at this level, and how much have they been able to contribute to developing you and developing the players on the team? So having Issa as a club coach definitely helped. I had him I played for ODP and he was the year ahead of me as coach. So we got to scrimmage against them. So I'd seen how he would coach them and he always came over to our side to coach us too. So I learned kind of more tactical aspects and um, footwork from him. He would come over and be like, oh no, do it like this way. And it would help a lot. From Cassie, I've learned more of the forwards aspect since I'm a center mid, I have to do both defense and offense. And talking to her because she was such a good forward it did help a lot and then from Steph's point of view you get more of the goalie aspect so look at the field and see how everyone's um distributing the ball I want to take a look at at the bigger picture of soccer um and the impact it's kind of had you know you mentioned idolizing you know Sydney LaRue Alex Morgan growing up um and women's soccer is is big in the United States. It's actually bigger, in my opinion, than, than men's soccer even is um, because of the success of the women's national team. And now you're really starting to see pro, pro opportunities for women's athletes. I mean, you have the WNBA, um, the National Women's Soccer League, the National Women's Hockey League. Shout out to uh, Sky Blue FC and the Connecticut Whale, my two favorite pro women's teams. Um, but as a female athlete, what's it like for you to see – professional opportunities for, for women athletes and those leagues being successful? I think especially as a college athlete looking up and seeing all that, it makes what we've done our entire lives worth it. It makes any little girl looking up what, what seven-year-old little girl is and like, I want to be a professional soccer player when I'm older or whatever sport they're in. And I think looking up and being able to have those role models give someone a goal to look forward to if they choose to pursue that. Let's actually take a look now off the soccer pitch for a minute and away from, from school. What's something completely unrelated to athletics that Kristen Berger is really into or like a hobby you have, a talent people might not know about, just something that something about you that people might not know? Um, maybe because I'm such, I'm from such a small town. I'm, I love going outdoors, going on the quads, taking my dog for hikes, going skating on the pond at my house, anything outdoors. If I'm not stuck inside studying or outside playing soccer, I'm outside with my animals, my parents doing anything I can to stay out of this house. What, uh, what kind of animals do you have? I have two dogs. So I have a German shepherd who is 120 pounds oh and then I have a little 20 pound like mix. What's uh what what's it like trying to uh have both of them around when one is gigantic and the other is well not? <laughs> Having one that weighs more than me it's definitely hard to control him so I just kind of let him run off the leash. He listens really well and then the little one just stays next to me. Probably probably for the best. So this <laughs> is a question we ask everybody. Um 
other than your parents, because I think most people, that would be the answer to this question. So other than your parents, who is somebody who has had a significant influence on your life and how have they impacted who you are as a person? So I have three people because with my parents, I have a group of five people that go to every single game. My uncle was my coach growing up since I think I was about eight years old. He was my club coach and I changed clubs three times and he was my club coach up until ISA. So I would say definitely my uncle because he and my dad are the reasons I play soccer. I grew up playing with them. Mm-hmm. My uncle taught me basically everything I know, but my two grandparents, my grandma and my papa come to every game. I Even the games at Lemoyne, Franklin Pierce, any game, Florida, they will be at every single game. It doesn't matter the distance. Yeah, you can't uh, can't put a price on good grandparents who are who are that committed. They they actually made the trip down to Florida when we played there last year. Yep, and when I played in California, my sophomore year, my junior year of high school, they were there too. Wow, that's uh, that that's an impressive amount of dedication. That's you know I you know I could I could see making a trip to Lemoyne, especially if it's on a weekend. It's not that bad. It's only three hours, but. Florida and California, that uh, yeah. oh, you're 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 lucky. I'll tell you that. That's uh, that's outstanding. Tristan, I want to thank you for doing this. Really appreciate your time. Learned a lot about you. Looking forward to seeing you out there uh, once again this spring when we get to play some games again. Thank you so much for having me, Tristan Berger from our women's soccer team here on the Yellow Jacket Experience. Keep your eyes peeled because there will be more episodes on all of our social media channels and on YouTube coming up in the next couple of weeks.